Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Reordenverse. Guys, welcome Hi. back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 108. That stupid hammer almost gets us all killed. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it pretty much it does. <laughs> um, today we're reading chapters 50 to 57 of The Hammer of Thor. AKA, it's, we're finishing the book. It's the finale. And you know what that means? Drinks. And? More. Oh, I'm drinking Number two. Had one sip of that drink. Had a sip yet. <laughs> I cannot with you, honestly. <laughs> Caffeine for lunch and for breakfast. Look, it's been a warm day. The things we do for you guys, okay? <laughs> we have one, one out of like six fans that we own. Only one is on, so that <laughs> do we own the fa- our fans? Only one of the six fans that we own in our home is on, so that it doesn't interrupt the fucking background of the audio. All of our windows are shut, and guys, it's fucking 32 degrees right now. It is disgusting. We are in both Australia, sweating. That's hot. We are both consuming alcohol, which is going to make it worse. Way worse. This chair is <laughs> way worse. This chair is made out of velvet. <laughs> it ain't going to do well. It's soon to be made of sweat. <laughs> Why do you think I put a towel over it? <laughs> I put a towel down. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh my fucking god. Um, we can wash the towel. No, I was not saying that we own people. <laughs> well, we, we were supposed to have a guest. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we were supposed to have a guest on today, but due to technical difficulties, we couldn't. Yeah, Rick Rooney. It's okay. We'll have them on another time. It's fine. We'll make it work. It just didn't work today. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be right next time. Anywho. Um, but he just... Anywho! Yeah, he interrupted you before you finished. And so when you said fans, I was like, we were just talking to one of our fans. That makes us sound so popular. We don't own her, though! <laughs> <laughs> on your ass. That's what I was thinking. Why did I think of you? I'm just questioning that you thought that was a reasonable thought that I had and you were like, yep, that makes sense for Kate. No, I was going there like, oh my god! That's different! <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, it started. I haven't even had a sip yet. Neither, I just opened it. Well, cheers to that. Let's have e- okay, each collectively our first sippity doo does. Oh, fuck, it's the shit one. I hate this one, but it's the last one I have, so... You doing that to remind me of that um, Chris Hemsworth video where he's where he's having the soup that's in front of him. And he goes, "It's still hot. <laughs> oh, it's still hot. It's oh my, god. me, it's, it's still still hot. shit. It's still fucking seltzer water. It's disgusting. I, I like seltzer water. Yeah, foul. You're a foul human being. Yeah, but, uh, you said I had to trade you one of my good ones. <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> okay, so Joe, what did you think of these chapters? Yes. Yes, I did have thinkies about these chapters. <laughs> did you say thinksies? Oh uh, yeah, this is gonna be rough, right? Okay. I said thinkies, but thinksies works works just as good. It's just as good. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Liked, didn't like. I'm confused. Is good, yes. Okay. Is also waffling, yes. Right. Okay. Amazing. Is also sad, sad, yes. I'm going to talk in real sentences now, because I'm even getting annoyed with myself. I'm getting confused. <laughs> well, that's it. What part was sad to you? 
Oh, no, never mind. Oh, never mind, that was a different book. I mean, Randolph died, but we were all just like... We knew that was coming. We, well, we were all like... He's been okay. a walking corpse since book one, he you know, has. basically. He's been a waste of space and breath since book one. Yeah. Um, maybe just... For us, not for Loki. It was pretty helpful for Loki. I mean, sad, sad when we bring back half, and then cutesy when we bring back half, because he fell asleep in the garden, and then daisies grew exactly where he was sleeping in Magnus's room. I was like, ah, precious! Oh, I must have skipped that line, because I was out here wondering what the fuck the chapter title was about. I was like, daisies? I don't know. Yeah. No. I was zooming through that chapter just to get to Alex, so, you know. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Valid, valid. Wait, you zoomed through your baby heart? I might have, yeah. <gasps> this was at fucking, like, 10.30 last night, Joe. It was Nana sleepy time, yeah, and yeah. I was I was a Nana having a sleepy time. Okay, to be fair, we get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, so um, I did have a, we don't have any emails, but I did have a discussion question for us to answer for our guests being here. But fuck it, we're going to answer it anyway, because Ugh. I'm sure when we have them on eventually, I'll have another discussion question. Okay, discussion so, question, go, hit me up. This was based on... A uh, conversation that wait, she wait, and I had online about, anyway. Is it about this book or is no. it about How to Train Your Dragon? It, neither. Oh, it's, okay. it's just about like general mythology. Anyway. Oh. You shut up. Okay, let me fucking finish. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I interrupted you. <laughs> my, it's not Abbott Elementary. My thought is very <laughs> important. <laughs> fucking Abbott! <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like Matt in all situations. <laughs> that video stressed me out. <laughs> So that, that, the new cooking one where they yeah. switched who was blind, deaf, yeah. and mute, that, it stressed me out watching like Nick getting mad, more and more frustrated <laughs> with Matt, and Matt being like, I didn't fucking do anything! And then Nick being like, Matt, stop! Matt, I'm watching the wind, stand still! Yeah, that, anyways. Was, that was fun. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> okay, so this discussion question was based on a conversation that I had with this person about who was better, Magnus or Carter, right? And I landed on Magnus because he has more textual canonical evidence to prove that he's a better character. Carter didn't have enough effort put into him, therefore not better. Okay, so this question stemmed from that. The question is, if you had to pick two gods from different pantheons to go head-to-head in a fight, who would be most evenly matched? Evenly matched? Yeah. That is a good question. I already have an answer. Can I ask which mythologies you picked? I picked... Oh, well, I picked Norse and Egyptian. Okay. You, oh, want, you want to try and guess who I'll I picked? Go. Oh, that sounds like fun. Because I, you've had obviously had time to plan this answer out. I haven't had any thought. Joe, that's the basis of our podcast. <laughs> I had time and you didn't. <laughs> I had a thought that I've been obsessing over for a week and you didn't give a shit and you were just here along with the ride. <laughs> that is literally, that, really that is in the show notes of our podcast. Kate is prepared, Joe is not. Yeah, it's been really funny. But Joe is not prepared because Kate didn't make her yeah. <laughs> Because you hit me with these really hard, intricate questions, and you're, and like, you're like, I don't know. And, you're the, and then you go, Why aren't you answering me? And I go, Because I, the wheels are turning, the cogs are, give them a minute. It just, uh, there's only one brain cell there trying to. Why didn't I offer to go first so that you would be inspired by my answer? Okay. But I'm, now you're going to guess who it is. So okay, I guess. guess them. Okay, 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 okay. Set. Yeah. And Thor. Oh my god, that's exactly what Oh my god! Yeah. I was fully guessing. Yeah. No, I think Set and Thor, because they're both, like, storm magic. I didn't want to be, like, I feel like they're both... Someone's calling you. It's a random number. Should we pick up? Yes. On the podcast. Hello? <laughs> no. I declined the call. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> Someone's calling you. <laughs> you pointed at me. I was like, ah. Well, because it was going... Dun, 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 dun. 
dun, dun. And I was like, I you know how you can set the buzz tone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, set the buzz tone. I couldn't concentrate because you were trying to talk to me, but I was like, dun, 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 dun. it started. <laughs> anyway, so my brain pattern when I was I was thinking about storm gods, and then I was like, look, to me. Thor and Set are less powerful than Zeus, right? Zeus was the obvious answer for, like, a lightning storm god, right? So, to me, the hierarchy of storm gods, it goes Zeus at the top, and then Thor and Set are, like, pretty evenly matched. Mostly because Greek pantheon is just bigger to me than Egyptian or Norse is. So I was like, Egyptian or Norse, they're, like, head-to-head, go. I don't know. Storm magic, right? Sometimes I think Norse is bigger than everything. That is a fair assumption. But then I think, then I, when I think about it, I'm yeah. like, but then Egyptian is older, so it like influenced everything. It's too much. Okay, yeah. it's too much. Anyways, so Thor and. How do you think Magnus and <laughs> Thor and Set, right? Their powers are very, very similar, but their personalities are so different, especially for how we meet them in these two series. Their personalities are so different that I feel like a fight between them would be so fucking entertaining. He would just thunder. So entertaining. <laughs> But then Seth would just clap back, you know? Like, <laughs> it's honestly like, it's so evenly matched to me. I don't know how else to explain it because I'm like, literally, Seth would just insult him to death, but Thor is so dense that he would not take them as insults. He'd just be like, oh yeah, jokes between friends. Who do you think, though, would adapt the best at life if their powers were all of a sudden reversed? As in, like, they had the opposite power? Yeah. Well, what's the opposite of storm magic? I don't know. You get to pick. <laughs> well, like, I'm just, it's not on reverse, is it? It's I'm just trying to think, you pick a different power. I'm trying to think how would somebody's, like... I'm trying to think about not answering your question and making up one of my own. Well, I had half a thought and now I'm trying to articulate it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Like, well, I'm, it's always going to feel open-ended, isn't it? Because it's half a thought. I know. That's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to tie it in, like, okay, a nice okay. bow. I'm I'll, I'll shush while you yeah. think. We might be here for a while, guys. <laughs> it's just rude. Um, <laughs> it can't be rude when it's true. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um. So. Oh fuck! This shit. Like, <laughs> you can't even do fake. Enjoy it. Okay. No, you really can't. It's so, so bad. okay. So what if you? If you put two people up against each other, say. Zeus and Poseidon, okay. what if in this particular, like, they were set to fight each other, but somebody was like, we're going to mix it up. I'm going to switch your powers. <laughs> like, I'm going to switch your abilities. Who would adapt the fastest? Poseidon. And that's, but like, that's an example. And now I just want to do it with a bunch of gods. <laughs> that's got nothing to do with the question you asked me. No. But somehow that's where we are. I want you to answer my question. I was here first. Okay. okay. I put the fucking flag down. <laughs> Who would be most evenly matched? I'm trying to think who is both as powerful and as useless as Athena. Um, useless? <laughs> yeah, she's bad. not useless, but Odin. <laughs> he does like PowerPoints. <laughs> if we're going strictly off the way that Rick has written them and how Rick oh, has true. given their powers, would win. yeah. Against Odin. Yeah. Yeah. Because all he does is hang in trees. <laughs> and sell his children, like his other gods, to marry them off. Whereas Athena's like, would you stop 
fucking do that again? <laughs> She's like, we just ignore the children until they make a fuss. Okay, um, maybe Hella and Persephone. Ooh, Persephone would win. Okay. 100%. Okay. She would win. Because But I think they'd still Hella, be pretty evenly matched. I think, yeah, they would be evenly matched, but Persephone has that edge that I don't think Hella has. Like, they both walked into the underworld and were like, yes, this is my home now, I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah, like, like, well, I guess sense. I mean, for Hella, it was like, you, you died and went there. But anyway. <laughs> we sent you there, and she was like, um, I chose to let you send me there. You sent me here, but I chose this corner. <laughs> <laughs> um... I still think Persephone because well, I still think Hella could have. Uh, sorry, just quickly, I think Hella could have walked back out of Hella. Like she had that much, but oh, she yeah. just decided she was like, "Okay, I'm obviously not wanted there. I'll just make this my house." She was like, "This is mine now," and they were like, "Yeah, we sent her there." And she's like, "Sure, you did." <laughs> she's like, "Mm-hmm, yeah." I'll let you keep that's it. That's the same with Persephone. Like Hades is keeping her there, and she's like, mm, "Yeah, sure he is." Yeah, that's why. I'm, that's why I was like, they're pretty even. Yeah, no, that is. I good. think that's quite evenly matched. That is good. I just, I feel like my, my likeness for Persephone in my brain goes, she's more powerful. Because mm-hmm. why would I like her if she wasn't powerful, you know? That's how life works. Okay. Hella and Hades, then. Hades would win. <laughs> that is a stupid question. Okay, well, who do you think's more powerful, Persephone or Hades? Persephone. <laughs> <laughs> she has his balls in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She has the balls in the whole the universe. <laughs> balls are life. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Don't know where this Basket is balls. <laughs> we need to move on to the actual book. Okay, so let's, let's get into the first. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I, Persephone and Hella, I like that one. Or yeah. Hell, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so let's get into the first okay. section of the bookles. How many sections do we have? Two. Okay. Just two. two plus How to Train Dragon. Yay! Dragons! Anyway, so in <laughs> chapter... Dragons! Fucking love it! We're not there yet. Oh, my <laughs> I can tell you I got too excited. In chapters 50 to 53, Sam, Alex, and Magnus make it to Loki's cabin and manage to stall Loki's unbinding by beginning the traditional wedding procession. Alex is not in any way happy about this, but it also seems that Sam and Alex are under Loki's power anyhow, so their hands are kind of literally figuratively tied. Um, then, while waiting for the hammer to be brought out, Randy decides to free Loki by unsheathing the scoffing sword, you know, the one that can't be drawn in the presence of women. Um, yeah, well, it didn't like it when women were in the room, so it screamed at everyone. It's sexist. And, and then it basically, that sound triggered, like, that one scene in Kingsman where, like, Sam Jackson's phones make everyone go crazy and want to murder everyone. Yeah. This is, like, the same thing, but it's the sword. Right. Um, yeah, anyway, so the kiddos, they barely make it out alive, and then Loki is freed, and then he escapes just in time for the gods to show up, um, and then they stomp on the giants, and that's that's the end of that. They do the big stomp stomp. They do the big stompity stomp. They stomp the yard. Ah! This is covering <laughs> chapter 50, A Little Refreshing Poison in Your Face, Sir. <laughs> 51, Hello Paranoia, My Old Friend. Oh, sorry, you need to sing it in, in the tune. Hello Paranoia, Thank you. Too many Yeah, there is. Um, 52, My Uncle Gets Some Backup Singers. And 53, It's Hammer Time! Someone had to say Oh, oh, oh. Joe, the first person that we meet in this section, or that we see anything about, well, okay, first of all, we walk into the cabin, and Magnus is just like shook that Loki's not hot anymore. He's shook about it. Yeah, right? he's literally like, "What happened to the sexy man I met yeah, in my dreams?" Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <he literally laughs> 
Oh, God. It's like real-life Tinder. They look so good in your mind. And you meet them in person, you're like... You meet them in person, you're like... Yuck! Oh, no. Do you think they walked in, saw you, and left? Anyways, so, um, basically, Loki is there, he's bound, he's got the poison in his eyes, the snake's there, like, ha Before it was even mentioned, I was like, this is giving real Jesus vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's, like, sitting, like, ill lying down, I guess. He's yeah, he's in the cru- crucifix position, and yeah. then, you know, I turn Assume the, the position. Yeah. <laughs> and then I turn the page, and then Rick references, the cru- uh, like, Christianity, and I was like, damn it, I thought I was being original. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the other option for him lying down is that he's, like... Like spread eagle. Imagine being tore your groin after like centuries of being fucking splayed open. Not if he doesn't move. If it's just constantly stretched, yeah. No split split though. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the death drop. <laughs> and then my head is a while. <laughs> and I had a brand new sensation. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, he's there, and his wife, uh, Sigan, is next to him, and they're both... Smoking a Sigan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they're both described to be, like, super, like, emaciated and, like, ugly and, like, starving and, like, basically yeah, zombies. Not. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and Sigan gets extra, like, she's she's got blood pouring out yeah. of her. It's like, I was being fully red. She doesn't have pupils. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to learn some things about Sigan? Yes, I do. Hit it's going to make you angry. Oh. Her... Well, only role is to be his wife. What? Yeah. She is a goddess, but it's not ever written down what she's a goddess of. Yeah. Her name literally means girlfriend. No! (laughs) Well, her name has two meanings. It can either mean victory or girlfriend, or sometimes it means friend of victory, or sometimes it means friend of victoriousness. Most of the time, it just means girlfriend. And she is mostly considered as, like, a loyal goddess, mostly because she was just punished <laughs> and was made to be loyal to him. Punished for having children. And yeah, they- not even children. Punished for having a child. She had one kid. And they killed him. Yeah. One kid and... Like, she's only ever mentioned twice in myth, and the first time is at the banquet when Loki is, like, tricking Boulder into like you know with the poison you know getting shot yeah literally and she is described as sitting unhappily next to him that's the her first mention ever right and then her second mention is literally this punishment there's there's no as to how she got there no 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 and yeah so literally her entire role in norse myth is to assist loki during his punishment um and so someone make up a story about it yeah they could give a real backstory that leaves so much creative freedom yeah but then, so, like, the reason that she's, like, there and that they're punished together is because um, Loki had two sons, Nafi and uh, Vali. There is another god named Vali, but it's not this one. Um, anyway, right. Nafi is Sigan's son as well, but Vali's not. And then Vali was turned into a wolf, and then Vali ripped Nafi, Nafi to shreds, and then his shreds turned to iron, and that's what they bound Loki with. Great! Yeah. So, Sigan watched her stepson tear apart her actual son, and then her actual son was used to bind her husband, husband, lover, guy who was abusing her. And then she was stuck with him for eternity. Yeah. Stuck keeping the poison out of his eyes. And the only reason that she keeps doing it is because when Loki screams, he causes earthquakes that would cause the world to crumble and Ragnarok to hasten. Great! 
even though if Ragnarok came, so, they wouldn't have to be imprisoned anymore because him breaking out is what causes Ragnarok, or one of the things that causes Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh my god! Her existence is literally the most depressing thing. And her existence is the only thing that's keeping Ragnarok at bay? Mm. Pretty much, And yeah. she's so underappreciated! Yeah. Girl! Yeah, and so when we see her in this scene... Oh my god! One thing that I... I'm so mad. ...was like... ...that I picked up on, or like, was... I, I mean, it was pretty obvious, but... There is, a, there is a bit where Loki is uh, overpowering Sam and Alex. Like, he's got them under his control. Yeah. And he's like, and then, <laughs> and then Sigyn, as Loki's about to say, we need to start the, the procession now. We need to, you know... I think he's about to say we need to cut my trails, whatever. We need to cut the ropes. Or something. And Sigyn... I don't know. Yeah. purposefully lets a bit of poison slip yeah. into his eyes so that he loses control over Sam and Alex and then she gives them a knowing look. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yes. Because even though, like, she has not been able to leave this cave no. since they were put in there. Loki because has been able she's to seen leave. in thousands of years. Yeah. Loki has been able to leave even though it's via, like, dream walking, whatever. Still. He's still been able to leave gone. and he was able to father at least two children. He was like he was able to conceive at least two children, yeah. and Sigan's like I've been stuck here, and so I like that in this moment she's still helping Sam and Alex, even though Loki has stepped out on Sigan and betrayed her in that way. Yeah, like literally <laughs> adults. She, like she's like on. I thought we were in this together, but I like that Sigan is intelligent enough and mature enough to punish her husband not for that kids. act, yeah. not the kids for that act. Yeah, it's not their fault. Exactly, but yeah. like any other goddess would take it out on the kids. Yeah, because they're assholes. Yeah, idiots. They would take it out on the kids. Oh. And I, like, I like that Sigyn is like, no, you are the product of his betrayal. So of course I'm going to punish him, not you, because you didn't ask to be here, and he's the one who made that happen. But like, and you're literally proof that you didn't ask, but he's controlling you. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> so, one of the things that I wanted to talk about from this scene as well is that I think this punishment is the most gruesome punishment that we have seen across any of the pantheons so far. Um, guts being pecked out by crows every day. But that in the end, that's not an eternal punishment because he gets out of it. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then yes. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Because especially um, Prometheus gets out of it by the time he's present in the books. Like, he's just a god now. You right. Know, he's not. Whereas for Loki, it's... He's like, I'm I still, literally had to break I'm still going through it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm still here with poison in my eyes. But, like, it's... <laughs> yeah, like, the punishment itself is just crazy. And I had a note that was like, read the entire page. So, let me just open it and see if it's actually worth reading. Or if my nine o'clock brain last night was like, yeah, read it. <laughs> in the center of the room, just as I'd seen in my dream, Loki lay prone on the floor, his ankles bound together and tied to one stalagmite. His arms spread wide and chained to others. Unlike the manifestations I'd seen of him before, the real Loki was neither handsome nor dashing. He wore nothing but a ragged loincloth. Side note, I have something to say about loincloths later. Um, his yeah, body was emaciated, ragged, filthy, and covered with scars. His long, stringy hair might once have been reddish-brown, but it was now burned and bleached from centuries of being in this toxic cave. And his face, what was left of it, was a half-melted mask of scar tissue. This description reminded me of real-life Jack from Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> 
don't know if you've seen those photos. No. <laughs> Harry Styles is rough. He's going through it, babe. It's terrible. <laughs> no, what it made me think of was we just finished watching Teen Wolf. Um, season season three. Who? Cheeky. Who? Sacrifice a lady. Her real face. Oh! Jennifer. Jennifer. Right. I was like, huh? Anyway, okay, so coiled around the stalactite at Loki's head, a massive serpent stared down at the prisoner, its fangs dripping yellow venom. At Loki's side knelt a woman in a white hooded robe. She was holding a metal bowl over Loki's face to catch the poison. The snake was a real producer, though. The venom dripped (laughs) from its mouth like a partially turned-on showerhead. The woman's bowl was much too small. As we watched, venom filled it to the brim and the woman turned to empty it, tossing the contents into one of the boiling pools behind her. She moved quickly, but poison still splattered Loki's face. He writhed and screamed. The cavern shook. I thought the ceiling would collapse on top of us, but somehow it held. Maybe the gods had fashioned this chamber to endure the shaking, just as they'd, just as they'd fashioned Loki's bonds never to break, the snake to never run dry, and the woman's cup to never be big enough. I wasn't religious, but the whole scene reminded me of a crucifix in a Catholic church. A man in excruciating pain, his arms outstretched. Of course, Loki was nobody's idea of a saviour. He wasn't good, he wasn't sacrificing himself for something noble, and he was an evil immortal paying for his crimes. Still, seeing him there in person, broken and filthy and in agony, I couldn't help feeling pity. No one deserved this kind of punishment, not even a murderer and a liar. I just thought it was interesting, because... Like, Magnus's ability to feel empathy, even for Loki, is astounding. Like, it's yeah. actually really, really impressive, and I like that's a part of his character, and I'm like, he has a moment of empathy later on, too, when it comes to Hearth and Blitz, which is just, like, really eye-opening, and like, yes, Magnus, like, of course, he was always like this, you know, from the beginning of the other book, but it's just so different from every other character that we've had, like, especially... Percy, who's like wrapped in anger and wrath, and, yeah, and he's, he's like, like everybody will feel this. my yeah. fucking fury. Yeah. And then you have Magnus, and he literally, like, Alex describes him as sunshiny later, and I'm like, he literally is. Like, inside and out, he is a sunshine boy. He's softy, <laughs> but he's a softy who, like, understands everyone. Yeah. And it comes from a place of hardship, but it also comes from a place of being a fucking good person. Like, he yeah. is the best person. Love Magnus. Anyway, so on the topic of loincloths, I don't know if you saw (laughs) such a switch. I don't know if you. This is not even to do with this, okay? (gasps) Jason Momoa. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Momoa. I don't know if you saw the original video of him on a boat fishing. Yeah, it flashed. Flashed, right? (laughs) But then he wore the loincloth. He stripped down on 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 one of the was it Jimmy Fallon? One of the late night shows. He stripped down to his fucking loincloth, did a full turn, and everyone, all the comments were like, look how long the loincloth is at the front, and it was like, <laughs> boy. <laughs> but, like, then when, you know, obviously that's in my brain, and so then reading the word loincloth, I was like, I don't want to think of Loki like that. He's a skinny white boy. <laughs> He's not this beautiful oh, man, you know. Didn't Jason Momoa just have the nicest ass? He flexed so it through the camera. I he knows like, what he's done. He's got buns of steel. I remember, I remember watching that fishing video. Those <laughs> are the buns that conquered the dog. <laughs> There's a reason he could ride his horse for the longest. <laughs> Buns of steel. Thighs like a trapper. Anyway. Why did they ever give him a costume? He should have just worn that. Literally. <laughs> I should have bothered with anything else. I mean, like, he basically wasn't wearing a costume anyway in Game yeah. but, like, this would have been even better. <laughs> She's naked! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, everyone. <laughs> 
Oh fuck, man! But I remember, I remember watching the the fishing video for the first time, like watching the first time through, and then just going, "Oh, okay, big fish. Why is?" I was like, "Oh, Jason Momoa's it. Okay, I'll watch it." Pan, and then you see his whole bear outside. I literally was like, "Ah!" Oh. I was like, "Oh!" I was like, "Ah!" Oh. And then I had to watch it another seventeen times to make sure I was seeing what I thought I was seeing. But I'm not gonna lie, I literally like cackled like a ten year old seeing a bus for the first time. I was like, "Ah!" Seventh time I watched it through, I was pretty, you know, it had gone through my system, and I was like, okay, that's a blood. Yeah, it's Jason Momoa's blood. Joe was cool about it. She was wild, you know. She was fifty-seven. Cool all of a sudden, I was over a bomb. I had to get over my shock. And yeah, he was driven down to his his loin club. I had to read the loin. I had to start again. He like put me back in square one, and I and once again was like, I was like, oh, oh, what up? Journey for you. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So then the next part that I like, they they start going on the wedding and you know whatever else, and um, they're talking about bringing out the hammer, and Trim is like, no, we're not we're not bringing it out. You'll see it. To, you'll see. You won't see it until tomorrow morning, my darling. <laughs> I literally gagged and I wrote the phrase "cue the vom" because cue the vom, cue the fucking vomit. Because literally, Magnus is like, I'm also good. I actually hated Rick for including this line. That's I hated so it. gross. Hated so it. gross. And I cannot imagine like being like in that, that should be what parents are complaining about. Literally, I cannot imagine being in that situation, hearing someone. Say something like that to my severely underage self, and not bursting into tears. Oh my god! Literally, Alex is a stronger human being than I think anyone in the. I would world. literally throw up shit in my pants and burst into tears. Yeah, I'd become the most ugly thing ever. So you'd never want to touch me. I'd yeah, be like, get away from me. Absolutely foul. <laughs> hating life. Hating oh yeah, life. hating it. Um, yeah, but <laughs> you know, and then, and then, then, then scream my head off for a really long time. Yeah, and then you know, Loki gets Randy to whip out um oh, the sword. And <laughs> didn't sound right. <laughs> he whipped out his sword. Oh, he did what now? <laughs> just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he whipped out his sword, and I liked that we finally got to see the sword for you know itself. But I, I liked that we got to see a consequence for you know breaking the rules. Literally, they've been talking about it for the whole book. Like we can't yeah. draw it. We can't do this. I can't honestly do forgot that, and the like, sword broke. <laughs> I'm annoyed that they still got to use it though, even as it was dying. Yeah. Like, I was expecting there to be harsher consequences. Like, no, you drew it in front of a woman, great, I'm going to explode. I will say, Randy has had a hard fucking, like, week or life, whatever, since yeah, his family died. But he stuff. also took so long dying. Yeah. It was like, what are you holding on to? It took forever. Like, why are you here? <laughs> Even as, like, when the chasm opened up and he was, like, on a ledge, like, eight feet below, like, yeah, I'm still here. And Magnus is like, grab my hand, you know, oh my god, we are family. And Randy's like, no, no, I'm going. And it's like, why? You already, yeah. Like, why didn't you turn into dust up on? Honestly, it was a cowboy. 
I would have strike. I would have been happy if the ground just opened up, snapped him shut, and then slammed shut again. That would have been literally like, okay. Bye, Randy. Literally, <laughs> like you didn't need it. Bro. Literally, bye. yeah. And I just was like, he has had a hard. He's had a hard life. He's had a hard life. Not that he deserved to die that way, but it was he like he wanted to though. Like he yeah. wanted to see his family. Well, off you go. That's how you get there. <laughs> but it was like. The way that his the history is so sad in this book, especially because it's like obviously the epilogue of the last book was him getting branded mm. in the face, and then this whole book is just been this, this whole book has just been him living a half life, trying to simultaneously warn Magnus about the shit that's coming, and Magnus was too fucking dumb oh, to be like, oh my god, he was leaving clues the whole time. <laughs> it's like, Magnus, you're an idiot. And then <laughs> like, this is why you don't make the plans. Yeah, but then on the other side, like he. Like, Loki used him and was like, you found where Summerbrander was, you're going to find the Scoffing Sword. Like, that's your entire, that's your entire purpose. plot. That's your entire purpose. Like, you're obviously good at uncovering rusty old swords. <laughs> Get me one. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> You've got Jack and I want one. <laughs> that's basically what happened. But then, the thing that I didn't understand was that... Why did Jack stop working? <laughs> he was just so shy. Performing daddy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, his girlfriend was dying. His, you know, he that he would never get to be with the, the woman that he loved, sword that he loved. That yeah. He well, the thing I didn't understand <laughs> was that Loki sent Magnus and Half to go and get the Waystone mm-hmm. for the sword, and they had the sword with them when they went to get the Waystone. Right. Then there was all that time between Alfheim and now, yeah. where Randy supposedly was trying to get the sword back. And we didn't see any of that. No. We didn't see any of that. No. He just had this throwaway line when Magnus got here and he's like, I'm the one who's supposed to deliver it. And it's like, what? Since, Since when? Fucking when? We had all of this storyline that said Magnus was the one that was supposed to deliver it Literally. because it was supposed to be the bride price. Why would Randy deliver it if it's the bride price? It has to come with the bride. Exactly. You don't know the bride. And it was also, like, confusing because he was stuck in a chestnut for half this time <laughs> that Thringer was just like, I don't know, playing... You'd be like, yeah, how did he get in the chestnut? It was so random. That, I was like, that is random, right? And it felt really weird. I was like, this has to be tied to something in mythology-wise. Nothing. Nothing. He's just in a chestnut. He's just in a chestnut. Right. Just the easiest way to transport him. The most that I could come up with was, like, the earth giants, I guess. They can, like, I was like, the chestnut? Well, it's part of the earth. Like, nature. You know? That's more Magnus, though. Nature. Okay, see, this is the thing that I have a problem with. With, like, things like Avatar, The Last Airbender as well. I am mad that Earth Airbender, Earth Airbenders, <laughs> Earth Airbenders yeah. can only bend, like... Earth elements? Yeah, they can't bend, like, plants and shit. And I'm like, that's, like, from the Earth. That's, like, nature to me. That's what an Earth Bender... But it's more like waterbenders can do that. And I'm like, that's dumb! Well, they can bend the water that's I don't thing. care, because that's not the actual plant. But that would only I think that Earth Benders should be able to bend the plant life around them as well because it comes like, from the earth it's part of the earth like, it only makes sense if it's like absolutely f- like the vines were absolutely embedded with that water, makes sense whereas the trees remember blood Brenda yeah she, that doesn't make she any just sense. ripped the water out of the trees and destroyed the trees but I think that earthbenders See, should that still be able to, to play with the carcasses that's <laughs> <laughs> a friend's quote for anyone listening at home which is all but the you. trees are living things Whereas a rock's not living, and water's not technically living either. The trees are living, but then it makes no sense the, that like spirit, earthbenders, spirit benders can bend the trees. I stand by that because a tree is a spirit. 
A tree has a spirit. All living things have some I hate sort this of tangent. spirit. I hate it because I'm I right, you're wrong. Shut up. No! It's not how it works. It's not how a debate works. This wasn't a debate. This is me confessing <laughs> your frustrations and then going, getting clogged up in them. Yeah. Anyways, that's pretty much all I have so to say. So really, Aang this. just can control everything because he's got the spirit bend. Yeah, he yeah, should okay. be able to. And Korra because she's got it too. Yeah. Love anyway, Korra. Korra's Earth Giants. Well, they're fairies, so they should be able to control nature anyway. <laughs> like, you know? That, that's that's how I got there. Anyway, so, Loki's gone. He fucks off. They're in the middle of that battle trying to, you know, best the giants. The gods show up like an hour late. Uh, yeah. And, and Loki just walks out of the tunnel. Yeah, he's like gone. He's like, oh my god, no, my nephew, he can't see me in this state. I have to leave. He's like, I don't have pants on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been embarrassed enough in my lifetime. They don't need to see me without pants as well. It's bad enough that these kids saw that. He's like, I have a reputation to uphold. My nephew thinks I wear three-piece tuxedos all the day, all the day long, every day. That is actually so true. Oh my yeah. god. He's like, I've always been suave, calm, cool, and collected. This isn't Cannot my vibe. Cannot see me at my worst. Yeah. No. Yeah. Great. I love that. I love He's it. Like, this isn't my vibe, and I can't <laughs> sully my reputation that way. Yeah. Okay, but so then the gods you know, that show up. Just because you know how there's something so much. It's so much more realistic when you watch your idol break. And so, yeah, so Thor... To You're see, like, ew, they're human. But, uh, like, for, like, like for example, Thor's been... Thor's put Loki on a pedestal yeah. his whole life, and Loki's loved it. Loki's, you know, been idolised by Thor forever, so yeah. it would break both of them to ruin that facade. Yeah. For, like, Thor to see Loki in such a ragged, horrid, hor- horrible state... It would be like Thor would be like, "Oh, he's not as cool as I thought he'd be," and then Loki would be like, "He doesn't think I'm as cool as he thinks I am." Two sided, both the yeah. same. Disney. The illusion is ruined. <laughs> the god of illusions, you know. Yeah, he's pulled back. So he was like, "I'm gonna dip before I ruin my yeah. rep." But anyway, the, the gods that show up are Thor, obviously, because he needs his hammer, and <laughs> Heimdall because he can see through shit, and then Vidar, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody like really knows who Vidar is. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the kids are standing there like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, they're like, big shoe man. <laughs> yeah. And so, Vidar is, like, interesting that Rick included him in this. He's because a like, weird power. <laughs> yeah. So, he's technically, like, a new god or a newer god. He's, like, one of the only gods that survives Ragnarok. I mean, depending on which um, interpretation you read, because, like, every, there's either everyone dies after Ragnarok and no one survives or these couple of people survive. Yeah, select few. And he's one of the couple of people. Oh, so he's just riding a high the whole time. Yeah, he's he's a son of Odin. He is a god that's associated with vengeance, but only because the only story about him is that he avenged Odin's death at Ragnarok. So oh. when Fenris... So he hasn't even had a chance to be vengeful yet. Yeah, when Fenris killed Odin at Ragnarok... Spoiler, guys. Oh <laughs> my god! Killed Odin at Ragnarok. Kate. Vidar's whole thing was, well, now I'm going to kill Fenris, right? That's that's how this goes. So what he does is he gets his big boot, he basically drops the boot on Fenris's like lower jaw, then takes his hand and rips his head off. Like he takes oh. the top of the jaw, like literally like Tanya, Kate, and Garrett killing Caius in Breaking Dawn two. Right. Yes. That's what it's like. He literally like separates the jaw so much that he I just was dies. thinking more King Kong killing the dinosaurs, but yeah, I haven't seen that. I have. I still got Tom Hiddleston. I didn't. Oh, like yeah, I didn't watch that one. I didn't like it. It was shit. Yeah. Anyway, so like, Odin was like he died because Fenris ate him, and so yeah, Vidar was like, okay, well, I'm gonna fucking kill you. So 
Yeah, and then like the whole shoe being magical is like weird because he's not the god of shoes. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, he's the god of vengeance. But he, so what's big feet got to do? So with his that? his shoe <laughs> is made up of like all of the extra leather pieces that people have cut from their own shoes, like from the toe and the heel, and he just collected them and just made them into one giant shoe. So he's the garbage man. <laughs> he he's another bag lady. He's yeah, he really is. You know, he's a collector. Okay, he's a collector. A rubbish. <laughs> yeah, and so then he just kind of he's, he's kind of assembled them all and was he's like freaking weirdo. Yeah, pretty much. And so like I, the only reason he's that also I could mute. think the only reason that I could think that that Rick included him in this bit is because there's one line about him in um, one piece of prose that said he. Um, oh, where is, is it? The silent one. He he is said to be the strongest of the gods after Thor, and that the gods rely on him in times of immense difficulty. That's the only line that I could find that was like, okay, this is why Rick put him here. I also other than that, there's no reason. Because he's a mute, and he was like, well, he's not actually mute. It's like another reason to. He's known as the Silent One, but he's not actually mute. He because he's the god of vengeance. He has taken a vow to stay silent until, like, as penance for something that happened before. We're not privy to that thing that happened before, <laughs> but that's why he's the silent one. Yeah, because he won't tell us, because he's now mute. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically, right. it's he's like a monk. Like, it's ritual silence. Yes. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so that, that's why he's the silent one. Interesting. So All that's right. what I learned about Vidar while you were on TikTok. Vidar. <laughs> The tickety talks. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had about this section. So let's move on to the next section because <laughs> we're running out of time to get to what do you call it? Hydrogen dragon. Um, so in chapters fifty-four to fifty-seven, the end of the book, yes. Loki's free, but it turns out that he's super predictable, and everyone knows exactly where he's hiding. Magnus um, is basically given a quest to go and hunt him down, but that's a problem for the next book. Um, Samara um, was given that quest, not Magnus. But Magnus has to go to. Yeah. He's the main character. He's so the I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Magnus. <laughs> anyway, so I don't care about fucking Sam. Well, that's been my fucking, you know, <laughs> shit for this whole book. Anyway, so, um, but for right now, Magnus is catching up with his cousin Annabeth after definitely catching feelings for his friend, quote unquote, Alex Ferry, <laughs> in another awesome exchange in her bedroom. Yeah. I loved that whole scene, by the way. It was. It was such, it's such an underrated scene, and I love it so much because really Magnus good. just sees them. Like, yeah. sees her. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so this is covering chapter 54, squirrels in the window may be larger than they appear, 55, daisies in the shape of an elf, 56, let's try this whole meeting for coffee thing again. We love a bit of, you know, round, mm. round circle. Round two. Full circle. Full circle, thank you. And 57, I call in some favours. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, that's it. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have information about Hoogan and Moogan, but I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Is that the gross? Yeah. Yeah, we don't care about that. We, I also think I've covered it before. Yeah, anyway, yeah, okay, so... The last book when we talked there you about. go. See, oh. I forget these things. Um, I love that Thor is the first one to know where Loki's going because he's like, besties. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> but oh, he's I like, know. that's the story for another time. Let's he go was have like, He's literally like, I wrote the fan page. I know where he is. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he's his biggest stalker. <laughs> like, he loves it. So, let's cut forward to the scene in Magnus's bedroom with Blitz and Hearth. And they're talking about 
Hearth is having like regrets about his uselessness or usefulness, I should say, in the fight against the giants because he was like, and with Loki, because mm-hmm. he is convinced that he could have stopped Loki if he had his full set of runes. Yeah, he's just torturing himself, basically. Yeah, he is. And Blitz is like mad that he's torturing himself, and he's like, "I'm. You shouldn't have gone back to Alfheim. Like, you shouldn't have done that." You, I, I can't believe that you even have it in your heart of hearts to want to forgive your dad. Like, I don't get any of this. And I like that Magnus graduated from having that view, the same as Blitz, yeah. to having the other side of the view. Like, this is where his other part of, like, empathy comes yeah. in. Because he, Magnus, in his head, equates this situation to the situation with Randolph. Like, he wanted to help Randolph this whole time, even though basically this whole book he's done everything in his path and in the to, last book yeah to ruin Magnus's day and so Magnus <laughs> is like but his family there's still a part of me that's like I need to like go after that and so and that's to help him yeah. yeah he's like I can understand half in this situation and how that would be hard and, and I how thought it, it clouds was, his judgment yeah and I thought it was without Rick going into it too much I thought it was an accurate representation or like at least te- stepping a toe in the water of trying to explain the guilt that abuse survivors feel and trauma survivors feel like I thought it was and the reason why some people find it really hard to leave abusive relationships absolutely like I thought it was just interesting that Rick decided to put this in at the end of this book especially because we know where that part of that story goes in the next book and like having having seen the side of all you said that I don't remember any of the I remember what happened in the next book (laughs) so having seen that side of Alderman in this book and I like that we have kind of like you and I both have Blitz's view of like why would you want to go back to him rah rah yeah. rah but it kind of the way that Magnus is seeing it kind of says to me this is the kind of view that you have to have in the next book like this is it has to be different you have to graduate from this view to this view because yeah. you have to understand the way that I'm not he, a grown up though <laughs> I, I still react to things like a 12 year old and yeah. go no my way <laughs> so you know I can't really relate because oh, apparently gosh. haven't grown up yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. Forever be Peter Pan. <laughs> and then, yeah, Magnus obviously gets the message to come to the Thinking Cup with Sam, and he's like, "I've got something to do first And he goes to Alex's room, and I want to read the whole scene. Absolutely, hit me with love it. it. Injected into my veins. <laughs> Give me it. Alrighty, Give me all me, the belly let flutters. Let me point it. First. I want all the butterflies. All the belly flutters. Is that yeah, butterflies. Okay. <laughs> the teeny tiny flutter of a baby crow. <laughs> okay, so Magnus says, I've stepped into the hallway. I liked the idea of getting out of Valhalla for a little while. I wanted to talk to Sam. I wanted good mortal coffee. I wanted to sit in the sunshine and eat a poppy seed muffin and pretend that I wasn't a warrior with a fugitive god to catch. Yep. Then I looked across the hall. First, I needed to do one more difficult and dangerous thing. I needed to check on Alex Fierro. Oh. I love when he uses the, her full name. Like, I love it. Anyway, yeah. uh, Alex opened the door and greeted me with a cheerful, Get lost! <laughs> I, I fucking love it! May as well edit and if it wasn't a PG book, the address would have been, Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it would have been. <laughs> Wet clay spackled Alex's face and hands. I glanced inside and saw the project sitting on the potter's wheel. Dude! I stepped inside. For some reason, Alex let me. All the shattered pottery had been cleaned up. The racks were filled with new pots and cups, just drying and still unglazed. On the wheel stood a huge vase, about three feet tall, shaped like a trophy. I grinned. For Sif? Alex shrugged. Yeah, if it turns out, okay. Is this gift ironic or serious? Are you going to make me choose? I don't know, it just felt right to do. First, I hated her, and she reminded me of my stepmother, all fussy and uptight. 
but maybe I should cut her some slack. On the other side of the, on the, over on the bed lay the golden white wedding dress, still spattered with blood, the hem caked in dust and spotted with acid stains. Nevertheless, Alex had smoothed it out very carefully, like it was something worth keeping. Ahem. Magnus, you had some reason to stop by? Yes. Yeah. I found it hard to concentrate. I stared at the rows of pots, all perfectly shaped. You made all these last night? I picked one up. Alex took it out of my hands. No, you can't touch it, Magnus. Thanks for asking, Magnus. Yes, <laughs> most of these were last night. I couldn't sleep. The pottery, it makes me feel better. Now, you're about to say why you came over and then quickly get out of my hair? I'm going to meet Sam in Boston. I thought, what, that I'd want to come with? No thanks. When Sam is ready to talk, she knows where to find me. Alex marched back to the wheel, picked up a scraper, and started smoothing the sides of the trophy cup. You're angry with her. Alex kept scraping. That's a pretty impressive vase, I offered. I don't know how you can shape something like that, that large, without it falling apart. I tried to use a wheel in, like, fifth grade art class. The best I could manage was an off-center lump. A self-portrait, then. (laughs) Ha, ha. Sassy bitch. (laughs) Just saying, I wish I could do something this cool. There was no immediate reply. Maybe because I hadn't left much room for a witty insult. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, Alex glanced up warily. You heal people, Magnus. Your dad is actually a helpful god. You've got this whole sunshiny, warm, friendly thing going on. That's not enough cool stuff for you? I've never been called sunshiny before. (laughs) Oh, please. You pretend like you're all tough and sarcastic or whatever, but you're a big softy. And to answer your question, yes, I am mad at Sam. Unless she changes her attitude, I'm not sure I can teach her to resist Loki. Alex picked up a a lump of clay and squeezed it. The secret is you have to be comfortable changing all the time. You have to make Loki's power your power. Oh, like your tattoo. Alex shrugged. Clay can be shaped and reshaped over and over. But if it gets too dry, if it sets, then there's only so much you can do with it. When it gets to that point, you better be sure it's in the shape you want it to have forever. So you're saying Sam can't change? I don't know if she can, or even if she wants to, but I do know this. If she won't let me teach her how I resist Loki, if she won't at least try, then the next time we face him, we're all dead. I took a shaky breath. Okay, good pep talk. I guess I'll see you at dinner tonight. When I got to the door, Alex said, how did you know? I turned. Know what? When you walked in, you said, dude, how did you know I was male? I thought about it. At first, I wondered if it had just been a throwaway comment, a non-gender specific dude. The more I considered, though, the more I realized I genuinely picked up on the fact that Alex was male, or rather, Alex had been male. Now, after we'd been talking for a few minutes, she definitely seemed like a she, but how I'd sensed that, I had no idea. Just my perceptive nature, I guess. Alex snorted. (laughs) Right. But you're a girl now. She hesitated. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you can leave now. (laughs) Will you make me a trophy for my perceptiveness? (laughs) She picked up a pottery shard and threw it at me, closed the door just as it shattered on the inside. That's so... Goals. Fucking cute. Okay. Just her. And I love that he was like, interesting. And she was like, okay, that's enough of you peering into my soul. I don't like being used to this like this. Get out. That's such a, like, it's such a relatable thing to do being like. Such an Alex thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, just, I just, because I also hate the idea of being so vulnerable that someone can read and. Stop perceiving me. Yeah, you can be like, someone can oh, read God, and she's see. She's touching me. Yeah. <laughs> someone can read and see exactly what I'm thinking and feeling, and they can predict what I'm going to do next. I'm like, no, you know me too well. Fuck off. Get away from me. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's too. 
real. And this is the first time ever that somebody has, like, fully understood her. And yeah. so she's like, I don't like it. <laughs> she's like, I like it, but I don't like it. <laughs> like, it's too much. <laughs> I also love... She's also scene. like, you ruined my reputation of being mysterious. You can predict me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> she's like, it took me forever to build up this rep. Yeah. I also love in this scene that Magnus is talking about being jealous of her and she's talking about being jealous of him like I, I like that they like those parts of each other that they don't like about themselves or that they can't see about themselves oh, fuck me. I love it it's, it's one of my favourite tropes crack it's, it's so literally like, crack cocaine <laughs> like imagine somebody seeing only the best in you fuck oh, me bitches I barely have anything good, so when people see it, I'm like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I know I'm not a completely horrible person, but I am majority of the time, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> so then, the very last part of the book, after he's like spoken to Sam, whatever, is we get a look see at our best friend. Adam is in the book. <laughs> yes, amazing. And I thought it was interesting that. Rick was plugging um, the Trials of Apollo series in this section because it was yeah. like, Rick, are they not earning any money <laughs> at the time? Of this he was probably like, come on, guys, read my other books. Yeah, and they were like, had we don't like, care. These suck. Yeah. They suck compared to these books. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that that was, that was where he put that. But then, but then we got the Magnus. greatest cliffhanger in the world because oh. literally the last two words were the name of everyone's favorite character, everyone's favorite. Yeah. He pulled out the big guns. Everyone's like, favorite boy. He was like, make sure I don't... Percival Jackson. He was like, I won't let people lose interest. I refuse to let them lose interest. Not that anyone was ever going to lose interest no. in Magnus Chase. Like, it's, it's no. immaculate it, series. No. It's a good series. <laughs> yeah. Percy's Jackson. He is here. He is ready to change the game. She literally was oh. like, it's time. It's time to my boyfriend. Because he's over there shitting bricks because he's like, fuck, I want to meet the family. <laughs> 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 already met them all. <laughs> he's like, there's more? <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> <laughs> 36 last year there was 37 yeah well my uncle died <laughs> so Aurelia was 36 <laughs> oh god there actually aren't that many he's like he's like the uncle's dead the cousin's Unless you count technically her, like, dead her, like, her auntie's dead siblings they don't count Siblings. Well, he's met them all. They have all the same mum. Like, he's what met, else do you call them? He's met them all. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Although, in comparison, when he's like, all I have is Tyson. <laughs> he's like, that's all I got. I don't know. He's got the sister now. Spoiler. <gasps> What's her name again? Evangeline? No. Espinard. What? <laughs> Where did Espinard come from? <laughs> Espinard! <laughs> <laughs> My other thought was S Cafe. <laughs> and I was like, that's not right either. <laughs> Esmeralda. Espionage. This was an e- Estelle. That's a name. <laughs> this is my sister Esmeralda. <laughs> My name's Estelle. Yeah, I can't read. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. <laughs> so you add extra letters? Yeah. <laughs> oh god! I can't read. <laughs> like, seriously. And that—that that is the end of, of the Hammer book. Of Thor. That's the end of Hammer of Thor. So, what time is it, Joe? It's party time. It's graduation. What time is it? Party time. Scoot out. Scoot out. You know what time it is, Kate? It's Hammer time. No, it's not. Hammer time's been a god. No, time it is. It's Hammer Dragon time. <gasps> <laughs>
asking you a question and you're going, I actually don't know the answer. Let me No, talk. I did. Let, Let me talk until I know the answer. Oh, right. That's why you're looking at me like that. I knew immediately. I just had those thoughts also stuck in my head <laughs> and I needed to let them out. Okay. So, yes. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Joe, will you give us a quick... Quick. Lowdown. <laughs> quick. the plot. Okay. I know, you asking you to do something quickly. <laughs> Two hours later, let me explain the movie. Point by point. <laughs> so, opening scene. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hang on, which one is the opening scene? Oh, that's right. Five years later. We're on Burt, kids. Okay, so. Where else would they be? <laughs> um, in... So, five years later, um, on Burke, we've grown up five years, everybody's getting around, we've had some (laughs) glow-ups. Anyway, um, it's official, Hiccup and Astrid are betrothed. (laughs) My brain just went, it's a fish! (laughs) It's official, Astrid and Hiccup... Astrid and Hiccup are betrothed, and they get there to be wed. Not yet, obviously. They're engaged. They're engaged to be engaged. Um, engaged to be engaged. Yeah. What's that from? Oh, that's from, um, this, not This Is Where I Leave You. <laughs> it's from, yeah, This Is Where I Leave You. No. <laughs> it's not from This Is Where I Leave You. Which one's This Is Where I Leave You? That's Jason that's Momoa. Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason Bateman. <laughs> this, is, this is where I leave you is, is, um, fuck off, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, that's from that one. Who's saying engaged to be engaged? Um, the therapist. With Adam Driver. Oh, right, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yep, go on. You were talking about how to train your dragon. <laughs> really sad dragon. <laughs> that's what happens when I get excited. Okay. <laughs> Tell you you're shaking. I know, right? I, I've got too many thoughts, and they're not all. I don't have enough voices to let it all out. I need, I need six more mouths to, walk to away. be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stoic is trying to groom um, Hiccup into becoming chief, because he wants to. He wants a break. He wants to step down. He's like, I'm sick of answering everybody's needs. I've been their number one for the past twenty years. They're too needy. He was like, I've been their number one for the past thirty years, actually, and I'm fucking sick of it. I just want to retire. And he goes like, ill responsibility. <laughs> it's interesting that like retiring is part of a Viking's vocabulary when you would think that they just go till they die. Well, that's the point. They can't get it about Hala unless they die in battle. And that's all they want to do. So why would he give up being chief? Because well, he could still die in battle and not have responsibilities. <laughs> like, he's going to be like, stop coming to me with your problems. Go to him. It's his fault now. It's his problem now. His fault now. It's, it's his fault. It's his problem. It's his burden. Go away. He made his bed. He's got a fucking lie. I mean, technically I made him, but you know what? I also made the bed, but he's going to lie in it. Fuck off. <laughs> As tradition goes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then Hiccup's like, no, I want to sow my wild oats, which is just flying around on his dragon. <laughs> and being free! He I can't be a dragon! He wants to be a, he dragon. a dragon. He just wants to be free. He has the heart. Dragons! <laughs> he has the heart of a chief and the soul of a dragon. Man's is stuck in two worlds. 
Oh, honestly, I'm good. I'm tearing up. It's awful. Anywho, is that a quote from the movie? Yes. Which one? The third one. The second one. Is it? Oh, yes. It's, not it's at the funeral. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my god, do we have to rewatch the movie? Okay? <laughs> oh yeah, we get to rewatch the movie. Because <laughs> you know what happened? It was during the funeral that you started talking to me, and I was like, "Excuse me, you interrupted me during my crying session. Let me cry." And then I missed. <laughs> Let it. me. Cry. And then I missed it, but I didn't get to sob like a psychopath. And there was other chances for you. It's all bottled up inside. I need to let it out. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Oh, different song. <laughs> I'm singing the Lorax. I'm singing Frozen. The one floor is on the brain because of Loki. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, yes. Hiccup is flying around making a map, sowing his wild oats of being free and a dragon. He's also flying on his own because he's made a little suit. Guys, why am I explaining the plot of this movie? You should just go and watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, you're dead to me! If you if you go and watch it, you, I bring you back to life, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so, because how to train your dragon is love is life you have to go watch it <laughs> oh my god I will die if you don't do it I love that you're just letting me talk <laughs> I said I wasn't going to interrupt I'm pretty interrupted yeah. but I wasn't going to interrupt with like taking over like okay. I normally do yeah so Hiccup has a glow I'm up I'm getting really hungry that fucking Mac meat is. sandwich yeah. I had before <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's wondering yeah. they're boycotting Maccas because I oh, asked yeah. them for a specific what's meal what's the we? I'm going back I them for a specific burger and I said please take the onions off what did they do they took the fucking cheese off so all I got was meat on bread and I don't want that it barely had enough sauce to cover it it was the driest burger I've ever had in my life there was no flavour oh it was just a bad day bad fucking day anyways enough about my unsatisfying burger <laughs> mine had cheese on it that was fine fuck you dude <laughs> I didn't make any adjustments though so I was yeah, good I hate you it's just because I don't like onion yeah I like the onion it adds a the onion that's what I said <laughs> onion yeah not onion onion <laughs> yeah no that's not how you say onion onion <laughs> not onion you're saying onion I'm saying onion onion no! I've said it too many times now that it sounds weird. Onion. Onion. You know all words are just sounds, right? And you know what I'm saying. It's no G. Onion. It's not onion. 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 Bring your tongue forward. Onion. Thank you. Onion. That's what I think I would do that. Onion. Please take the onion off my car. I'm so annoyed because someone got my perfect burger and I got the fucking shitty one. <laughs> Who the fuck ordered that? That's depression in a box. <laughs> God. And I, I absolutely know that I'm describing a hamburger to you guys, but you don't understand. It's too Humbugger. much. Humbugger! It's too much. <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the fucking face. <laughs> okay, describe the last we'll go through nice point point movie. Point. Um. Oh. <laughs> And so while they're on the map, while they're working on the map, 
<laughs> he goes flying around trying to. So I got to, into my map. <laughs> he's trying to. He's trying to fill a void that he doesn't realize is very, very vast and empty. And he's like, "Why am I feeling empty?" He's like, "I'm gonna make a map." <laughs> he's like, "I'm trying to organize my a big, big world out there." <laughs> like you know, it's like when people reorganize their depression dens. They still have depression, but now that it's just organized, <laughs> so it's like, "Wow, you know, I come with stuff that's him with the map. <laughs> so Astrid's there like, will you just be chief and serve your people? And he's like, but the map. <laughs> that was the most important thing to me, babe. It's even more important than you. He's like, I, lo- I love you. I love you. But the map. <laughs> map is catchy. <laughs> anyway, they're flying around and they accidentally find um, Aaron, son of Aaron, voiced by... Not Kit Harrington. No, it's Kit Harrington. Oh, it's Kit Harrington. Why did I... What, who's the guy? I'm thinking Steve Harrington. And I'm also thinking... Heartstopper. Heartstopper? Oh, Kit Connor. Kit Connor. That's what I was thinking of. When I said Kit Harrington, I thought of Kit Connor and was like, that's not the right <laughs> no, person. No, Kit Harrington. Yeah, okay. Well, Kit from Harrington. Game of Thrones. Yeah, from Game of Thrones. Jon Snow. <laughs> Jon Snow. Good old Jon Snow. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Snow! <laughs> Fucking move on! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was you looking down at your crotch with your tongue out. <laughs> I was looking down at tongue hole! I wasn't looking at my crotch doing that! That makes me sound like an absolute mongrel! <laughs> a mongrel! <laughs> I have a crotch! <laughs> That's what you made that sound like! I'm not a literal seven year old! <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, move on. They find Eric anyway. Eric! <laughs> we might need to cut this because we've moved into the place. We've moved into the part of the episode where Joe is so overcome with heat and alcohol that he's incapable of saying anything logically and succinctly. <laughs> I'm cutting this off. I'm turning it off. We're done. I'm not doing this. <laughs> anyway, he's Charlie Red. He's fucking funny. It's fucking funny. <laughs> you don't need to see to explain the movie. Okay. I regret giving you this You're power. You're mad at me. <laughs> Aaron is a dragon trapper and he finds out that Drago Bloodvitch Drago Bloodvitch is making a dragon Bloodvist Bloodvist what did I say? Bloodvitch Drago Bloodvitch is making an army oh god can you imagine if our poor guest was here for this oh fuck I wouldn't be drunk for seconds. <laughs> I would have controlled myself. <laughs> Thank you, but uncontrolled myself. <laughs> Just for you. journey i'm gonna stop him that's the plot for the whole show whole movie and so 
he goes home, Stoic's like, no, I know that guy, let's lock down, and Hiccup is like, nah, I'm gonna go and seek him out and stop him all on my lonesome, and then he accidentally finds his mum, hello, his mum's not dead, what, crazy, she's actually a weird dragon lady who's been collecting... Um, all of the dra- turns out she's the true savior. She on her lonesome has been collecting all of the dragons that get locked up and bringing them to a safe haven. Drago Bloodvist finds the safe haven and steals all the dragons, kills the big bewilder beast that has mind control and takes over the dragons, and um, then goes to Burke and goes to take over Burke. But what plot twist? When Big Big Bewilderbeast died, Stoic died too. So, Hiccup gained gained a parent. Yeah, he had two parents for like ten minutes. And then, boom, his original parent died. Um, So, he's back to Uno, number one, (laughs) which is his mama. And then they go back to Burke and they rescue all the dragons together and Toothless in his heroic efforts to protect Hiccup and protect the dragons and protect the people of Burke becomes Alpha Dragon number one and then they all live happily ever after and there's also lots of cute moments between Astrid and Hiccup all throughout the movie. Just watch it. Oh my god, just do it. It's the, it's the best. It is love, it is life. You and survived. Look at you. I know. I got a snack in the middle of the <laughs> I know. I love that you literally had to get out of your chair for me to focus though because I was too busy trying to get This is what happened last time. I had to go to the bathroom. I just, I had to, because you were going to cut me off, so I had to get, had to get serious. <laughs> okay, so, things that I noticed in this movie. Right. The Let's start with the thing that I hate about this movie. Oh, well, The thing that I hate it's about this movie. It's too short, you're right, there should be more. More <laughs> of it. It is too short. <coughs> the thing that I hate oh, about this movie. Oh, soundtrack's beautiful! Forgot to mention that. The thing that I hate about this movie is that season six of Race to the Edge ruined this movie for me. Oh. Ruined it. Yeah. Okay. If anyone hasn't seen Race to the Edge, literally the last, like the finale the of the show. show. Yeah. The finale of the show the is them finding a, spoiler, Bewilderbeast egg. Right. Which is the big mind control dragon. They find the a king of egg the in this underground cave and it's covered in the same ice that you see because the Bewilderbeast creates the ice. Right. Yeah, it's, it's covered. It's, it's in this ice layer. Anyway, then you get to, the, and it's supposed to be right before this movie takes off. Yeah. Then you get to this movie, oh, they see this ship blown apart by ice particles and they're like, whoa, what is that? And I'm like, you fucking idiots, you've seen it before. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what it is because you, you. Yeah, and the thing that's frustrating is the movie obviously. The movie came first and then the TV show came afterwards. And the thing that frustrates me is like, why didn't the people who watched, who made the TV show not watch the movie? Yeah. Like, it was. Oh, well, my, my just went, you should have just not included it at all. Yeah, you should. I mean, maybe you could have included a brief mention of Drago Bloodvist or like a reference to him. Maybe not his name, but like a reference to a tyrant that's starting to build power. And then, it, it like so the TV show ends, and then two years later is when the movie is set mm. in comparison to the Race to the Edge TV show. So he had two years to build up his armada. Yeah, but so like the way yeah. that the show ends is. They leave, they get the Bullerbeast egg, they keep it from the bad guys, and then they leave it on a mountain for a vigilante who they've heard... Is a good person. It, ...who takes care of dragons, and it's yeah. Falca. Yeah. She appears. And so it's like, okay, so the Bullerbeast that we see in the movie is only two years old. Yeah, it's a, ba- it's, it's, it's a baby. It's, it's only two years old. It's a youngin. So she's only been 
rescuing dragons from dragon trappers for two years. Not even two years, because she needed time for the dragon to grow. So, like, less than two well, years. Well, she probably has. Her probably, it's just, maybe she's been doing, like, small, sneaky stuff, but her career Don't really took off. <laughs> well, her career really took off when she got the bull. Because she was like, look, look yeah. at me go. Yeah. And so, like, that the success made rate angry. way better. But then, the other thing that makes me frustrated is that they have this wealth of knowledge in Race to the Edge that obviously isn't mentioned in the movie because the movie was made first yeah but like would be so helpful for the movie and would be you so mean helpful the dragon for the, eye yeah and would be yeah. so helpful for the third one but they fucking destroyed the dragon eye didn't they yeah but it also when they destroyed the dragon eye it was like they all except for fish legs forgot all of the things that they learned from the yeah. dragon eye but then it also didn't again make sense it's to me. because the t- what is it the tv show much some some seasons were already made before the third movie came out yeah and so they could have incorporated that into yeah. the third movie, but they didn't bother. And it was like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> they did a little bit with some of the dragons, but Some not, of them, not, not anything, all. Really. And it was almost like the villain... In the third one, they just made a bunch of new dragons. In so the third even... one, the villain had more knowledge yeah. than all of them combined. And it was but the like... thing that didn't make sense to me about, especially... I understand why they had to get rid of the dragon eye in the show, because then why wouldn't it appear in the movies? Yeah. You know? So I understand why they had to get rid thing. of it. But just as, like, character-wise, why would you get rid of it? Because yeah. the way that the dragon eye works is it shows you different information with the different dragon fire that goes through it. And, yeah. they, like, just keep it for every time you come across a new dragon, you're going to get new information every time. Yeah. Like, why would you not keep it? Dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. So, anyway. Dumb, 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 dumb. Speaking of singing, the soundtrack. Oh! So, the soundtrack slaps as much as the first one. I could cry at how fucking artistically beautiful it is. So, but in this one, we get a new theme. We get Stoic and Valka's theme. And we also get, um, the... I mean, Hiccup and Toothless have a new theme as well. Oh, yeah, they do. They have an extra one. Yeah. But... This one has words to it, not... Specifically, Stoic and Valka's theme. Obviously, Stoic sings it first. Like, that's the first... I'm pretty sure that's the first time you hear it. Yes. Is in the cave when he sees her for the first time after years, whatever. Anyway... But then, the instrumental of that is used when he's dying. Yeah. Which is... And when he's rescuing her, and in all of their coupling moments, and it's hurtful. Even not in their coupling moments, just any scene where the both of them, like, in that battle, that initial battle where... Because it's like his purpose has changed. Yeah. In that initial battle where her bewildered beast dies, that, that song is playing in the background the whole time whole time because it's their moment yeah and when you hear it you're like oh yeah it's their love persevering and they're together and they're gonna do yeah. it and they're doing it as a team they and they're a team, team once again and they're gonna survive and yeah. they're gonna make it through it and then he dies and you're like broken yeah broken. so speaking of him dying we should have all seen that coming from the beginning oh absolutely because his one of his first lines is that's my future daughter-in-law oh yeah story arc 101 if someone mentions their future by name they're not getting one no we should have seen it and that clip that okay so the thing about the second movie is that they released that clip before it was released they put out a the first five minutes or the first 10 minutes on youtube yeah and so it was like they put it out as a teaser to get people interested and it worked it did work (laughs) because it was like oh my god i'm literally watching the first five minutes of the movie like this is crazy like they're pacing everything it's not a trailer it's literally you're watching the first five minutes of the movie and it was so good so well it, yeah. It's it's really good. It's a great opening. The whole series slaps. I cannot even with how much I love it. But like, literally, we like, and so this that line was in the teaser, 
and the fact that literally nobody picked up on it. <laughs> oh my god! And then yeah, uh, you could also put it as really good dedication, like to like the fan base was like we. It never even occurred to us no. that you would try to kill off Stoic. He's yeah. Stoic. He's Stoic. Stoic the vast. He's literally yeah. the consistency. Yeah. Why would you get rid of him? Yeah. Why would you ever? But then, it's when, you have, when, Don't you, get rid when of it. you have questions being asked like that, the obvious ant that gets so obvious. Well, you, why would you? You do like you get rid of them but because like, that because it, obviously out of, out of context. When you're like, yeah, when someone mentions the future, you're like, okay, well they're dead. But you watch the movie and you're like, you would never kill him. He's so important. But that's why he's the perfect character yeah. because he is so important and uh, he shapes hiccups like he shapes everything so well. Like shapes everything so well. And he's such a good chief, and everybody loves. And him. it shapes Valka's storyline so well because her whole thing is, I didn't come back to Burke because I didn't think you could change. I didn't think the town could change. She didn't. She didn't necessarily not believe in stoic. Like she did. She she, she mostly didn't believe in him, but she had like a little bit of hope. But she yeah. mostly didn't believe in the town. And I so feel then, like I feel like she alone she could have changed his mind, but because he's a man of the people and he has yeah. to be because a chief protects his own. <laughs> um, <laughs> a chief protects his own. He was like, I unfortunately I do love you, Valka, and I do see your side, but I have to side with my people as yeah. well. Yeah, I've literally been raised to do this. Like yeah. I've been born and raised and trained from day dot to yeah. be the chief and to be a man of the people. Ugh. And so that scene and that soundtrack and that song that's been introduced and their theme, when it gets to this point of like her getting Stoic back and not even just getting him back but getting a new version of Stoic that is everything she could have ever asked for yeah of course he was going to which die she was also of fucking course he was going to die which also she was absolutely gut wrenched when she you know found Hiccup alone and then you know Hiccup was she asked so what did your father think of your Night Fury friend and Hiccup was like, well, he didn't think kindly at first, but then I changed his mind. And Valka's like, no, you didn't. You can't have. How could you have changed his mind when I tried for 10 years to change his mind and it never worked? And so she's absolutely gut-wrenched that she stayed away all these years and yet her dreams have come true and she could have returned home and it could have been a blissful life. And she almost feels... I feel like she's like, she's like it's great that he's changed, but I'm, I am a little bit bitter and upset that it wasn't me that changed him. And I don't think she so had long. any of that at all, to I be honest. That's did. not how I saw that. Because... Because she was like, disbelieving. Because she was like... But her, her disbelief well, in Stoic... not just Stoic, but everybody. Her disbelief in Stoic stemmed from her disbelief in the town. Yeah. This is what we were saying just then. Like, yeah. she had that small amount of belief in him, but, you know, th- th- there had to be something in Stoic that made her marry him in the first place. And to me, it's his empathy, and it's his, you know, wanting to do things for the people, and it's his wanting to be everyone what everybody needs and so like it doesn't it makes sense to me if she's that bitter and that angry about an end goal that she always dreamed of okay well she's butthurt at the people she's butthurt oh yeah yeah definitely i think i think that that statement is true and that feeling of you changed the town's mind when i couldn't like that definitely makes sense but you changed stoic's mind when i couldn't i don't believe that yeah i don't believe that i don't think that she had it in herself to be angry at her son for (laughs) achieving her goal yeah because I think she'd the, be angry at, at Stoic day, for treating his son like that. At the end so of the long. day, when she was asking about Hiccup in that way, she still believed that Hiccup was taking after Stoic. But it wasn't until that moment where he said, 
he didn't come around at first, but I like I managed to convince the whole town. That's where he realized he's more like her. I mean, that's where she realized that he's more like her than he's more like stoic. Yeah. And so that's where like if it was if it was a moment of like disapproving, not disapproving, but if it was a moment of like how dare you achieve something I didn't, then it was a millisecond and it was done. Like yeah. that's it. That's all. I don't believe that Valka had like an, a capability of that especially with everything else that's going on like she has bigger fish to fry than yeah. this town still doesn't want me yeah. <laughs> she was like I left that shit I think it's more disappointing me in, disappointment in herself that she didn't try again like she'd already tried a hundred times over but the fact that she didn't try again and she abandoned her child mm. like that's it's more disappointment in herself than in anyone else mm. so yeah yeah that's a better way to put it I think she's a great character. She's like, a great character. She's very, very. And it's Kate Blanchett. She's kind of, kind of. Um, What's the accent though? <laughs> yeah, I know. What's the everyone's accents changing? <laughs> <laughs> what I don't like is that she's kind of an absent mother in the third one. Like it, they don't. She doesn't act like a mother in the third one. Obviously, because she has no practice at being his mum. She doesn't but she, need to be his mum. Yeah, but there's like, no yes like and no. Like there's no like, but there's no even effort being put in there to yes. try and mend that bond in that way. He's Most of like, just like his mum. <laughs> but like you know, there's no. I don't know. In in the third one, I see her as more of like his advisor more than anything. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't, I didn't especially like when, especially in, when in the second movie they were like, "Can we try again and start over as yeah. mother and son?" I understand her not wanting to step directly into Stoic shoes as like the parent of the situation, but I also wanted more than what I got, yeah. which is disappointing. Um, yeah, let's talk about. You no, know I also dying. wanted more than what I got. Oh, well, look, we're not going to talk about the third movie because we're, well, that, that's for that's the next. One. That's for the next one. Um, Stoic dying. Okay, the fact that Toothless did it. Oh, my God. The writers really said, here's the worst thing that could happen. How can we make it even worse? Oh, this is how. Yeah. And then they did it. And yeah. then we all bawled in the cinema. Oh, yeah. And we then were. how could we make it even, even worse? Is that Toothless is going to... I'm sorry, I mean, Hiccup's going to lash out at Toothless. How can we make it worse? Toothless is going to do it. Toothless is not going to remember that he's do it. That he's done it. He's done Toothless it. is going to see every single human that he loves pouring over a human that he has proven himself to over and over and forced to love him he's going to go over and be like oh I'm of course going to comfort these people like I need to know what's happened to this person that I've loved Yeah. and then the person he loves most in the entire universe pushes him away that yeah. is how you break and your audience and then gets enslaved that is how you break your audience okay it is and then gets enslaved it, as, as heartbreaking as it is it is perfection like it, oh it, it did is such perfection. a good job and can I not I can't even my guts she can't articulate it. My guts, like, shriveled up and curled and <laughs> rolled up. and exploded. Yeah. Literally in those ten seconds when... So, the big evil bewilderbeast is doing his dragon call. And yeah. they're, as they're leaving, like, Stoke's already dead. They're all mourning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, Toothless is back under the mind spell. And he's trying to fly over. And he can't because his tail isn't working, obviously. Yeah. And what does Drago do? He abuses my baby! I was like... But it's it's before that, too. Hiccup's instant regret at pushing away his dragon. Yeah. Him being like, Because if, sorry. if Toothless had been next to him and he'd been able to get on top of Toothless... <laughs> and then <laughs> to get on top of him and ride him away... <laughs> <laughs> he had like a tiny chance of being able to fly him out of there, tiny, minuscule, like Minus- almost yeah. nothing. 
but, but still that changes and then the watching match. Toothless struggle under the weight of Drogo like fuck yeah dude. fuck dude fuck and then fuck. him ruin being, our day like, him being know. yoinked by his neck with a oh. claw hook I was like I can't even and being choked and pushed into yeah. the ground as, as someone fat and lug like gets on his back and then he has to fucking fly I can't even okay so the hook I gotta talk about okay the hook hit it Drogo. Hate. Hate, hate, obviously. You know what? Valka should have stabbed him in the back of the head while she he was fucking distracted. Should. She had so many chances. She had so many chances. Anyway, so hate stoic. Him. Hate him. The writers did a fucking Phenomenal fantastic job. Phenomenal job. Phenomenal job with creating him into this character that, I hate. that absolutely makes sense. Like, you understand his motivations, kind of. But yeah. what makes sense more is his abuse of his wildebeest. So obviously the wildebeest is elephant coated. It's it's mammoth coated. Like it's got those tusks. It's got like everything. Yeah. That hook that he uses, it is almost visually exactly the same as the hooks that elephant slavers used to use. Mm-hmm. To yeah yeah yeah. And so like even if you don't know the history, that hook mm-hmm. makes so much sense in controlling that dragon. And the fact that the writers put that, and the animators put that in there, yeah, I know. But the fact that they put that in there and him wielding it the way that he wields it above his head with the screaming and the imitating of the call, like it is genius. Like it's actually genius and it's harrowing to watch. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. Even if he didn't have a wildebeest, him wielding that weapon is terrifying in itself. Like, he could be on yeah. top of any dragon, but the fact that it's an elephant-coated dragon makes it worse. Yeah. It's so, yeah. seriously... Oh. The Bewilderbeast, too, like the specific one that Drago's trained and had, yeah. looks terror. Look, looks scary on its own. Like, we saw the Wildebeest that Va- Valka had, and it was... Oh, it was it was big and it was scary, sure. Yeah. But oh, it, it used the animators used that light and dark coated. Yeah, I mean, um, but you visual. could like you could good. tell from its eyes that it wasn't scary. Like, like I understand it is a kids' movie, and so they have to use these you know yeah. color theory things that you know point out to the audience in ways that aren't said. This is the good guy. This is the bad guy. Of course, the guy who's black is going to be. Well, that's of course the the gray and dragon. red shading. Yeah, the darker dragon is going to be the evil dragon compared to the white innocent. Like that's the white and theory. pretty blue one. Yeah, yeah. Aside from the fact that dragon mean, is going even, after, <laughs> but like you could tell from its bloodshot gray eyes, being like this thing's been had a hard life. This thing is. It was also bigger. Abused. It was bigger, and it was it was like. Yeah. Had more scar. Was it bigger? Yeah. Because it, it was fully grown. But, oh. you know, baby boy Wildebeest wasn't ready yet. Put up a good fight. He did. He tried really hard. Yeah. He tried hard. Like, his tusks faster. Were, <laughs> yeah, I'm bad like, girls too. <laughs> the grey one, his tusks were bigger and thicker. Oh, right, of course. Yeah. And um, he, just, he just was bigger. Yeah. And it was like... And then he killed the Wildebeest and it was a bummer. Yeah. It was like a real bummer. It was like... Oh... Yeah. Yeah, I can't. It's it's so hard. And you know what killed me? So the bit that always would usually make me cry, but I got distracted this time around. I was too busy giggling with you, and then being like, "I'm supposed to be crying." Okay, <laughs> goodness, I have to give real tribute to this movie. It's right. amazing. The bit that always gets me is they're giving a um, funeral the Viking way, which is to send the corpse <laughs> out on a boat and then yeah. set fire to the boat. Yeah. I forget what the actual term's called. It's just called a Viking funeral. Um, 
No, it probably has a name, <laughs> but I name. also can't think of it. I don't remember what it's called. Anyway, but you get it. Like, that's... The, and then they, as they do that, they launch flaming arrows and yeah. shoot the boat and set it on fire. And then let it burn to the bottom of the boat. Let, it, burn. let it die. Let it die. <laughs> let it <shrivel> up <laughs> um, Gobba is the one giving oh my the God, eulogy. And he goes through all of the titles that he thinks... Oh! you've cried on the podcast, Joe. <coughs> from like, sadness, not from laughing so hard. <laughs> anyway, me just sitting here like, can we make it better? <laughs> anyway, he, t- he gives him all these titles, and then the last one he gives him, and it, his voice cracks, Gobba's voice cracks, he calls Gobba. him, he, call, he calls him a father, he calls him a chieftain, or something else, a father, and then a friend, and his voice cracks on a friend, and yeah. I, it makes me cry every single time. Gobba's face went, so like, when they come up and they realise that, that Stoic is dead, and yeah. Hiccup's the first to see, Valka's the we second. We was pushed out of the way. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Valka's the second, because she's ahead of Gobba. She's yeah. the second, and hers doesn't hit as hard, because it's like, yes, it's her husband, but, but like... she's still been living like, without him. But also, like, we've only known her for, like, two seconds. Yeah. Whereas when Gobba comes up, Oh my god, the best friend duo that we've oh. been seeing for years and years and years yeah. and years and years and years and years. His face, yeah, when absolute. he sees and when he realizes, oh. absolute devastation. devastation. Especially after the first movie when they have their, you know, I'll double that time. Yeah, he like, refuses like, to leave his side. Yeah, literally. They're and so, a like, duo. being forced to leave his side, bros, fuck me, bros is, he's, Jesus yeah. Christ. And even when. There, so Hiccup gets to him first and he's yeah. calling out and then he just screams out dad yeah. but it's the way he screams it out yeah. and as he struggles to help him yeah. even though he's already dead <laughs> as, he's str- <laughs> as he struggles to help him gut wrenching yeah. bitches they wrote this movie Gobba running the slow like like falter and stop immediately and the face drop and like it's all the succession that it happens in the beats of it are beautiful like stylistically beautiful and just yeah 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 so well done that i cry every time yeah well except that time but i cry now (laughs) i made up for it (laughs) yeah and then and then it comes to alpha yeah. The alpha dog. Yeah, a couple minutes later. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. 20 or so minutes later. A couple minutes later, and it's because he... He, he breaks Hiccup, down. like, breaks through of the hazy vision into that, his face. That the Calls him bud. Oh! Gets me every time. Every time. Uh, it's always the bud. It's the body of buds. And then... And then he runs. <laughs> <laughs> but rides they, into victory. They, um... <laughs> yes. In the process of... Oh, well, he's in the process of them... 
becoming chief, both chief and um, king of dragons, they uh, they kill Drago. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> they drown him. They drown him. Well, they don't drown him. The wildebeest drowns him. Yeah, the wildebeest doesn't die though because he really is a victim. He's he just gets like. Because one, he's also one one, one task castrated. Well, That's because this bewilderbeast is also a slave to Drago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we just kill the Dra- we just kill Drago, which is you know yeah. the best way to go. Yeah, <laughs> it is the best way to go. Anyway, um, and then we have Cause, yeah, because his coat might be fireproof, but it's not waterproof. <laughs> but drowned in a bitch. We oh, that's another thing. Drago's draped in a night fury. Yeah, um, skin. Is it a night fury? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a night fury skin. It's the symbolism of it being like. Right. I yeah. thought it was just a dragon skin. He's wearing his kin. Oh. He's wearing Toothless's kin, and he's like, oh, see, genius, genius, fucking like everything yeah. he's wrapped in, head to toe, is like Absolutely. this guy is evil. Yeah, it's good. And he's only got one arm. He's scarier than the villain in the third one. Oh yeah, you time. don't get enough time in the third one to understand. No, no. Understand. <laughs> also, I don't. I just find in, in the third one, uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, in, when we get to the third one, I'm going to jump ahead. But the other thing that is heart wrenching is the end of the movie. The finale is the town elder, the healer, Gothi. Yeah. Um, writes the ruin on Hiccup. Hiccup's forehead. I almost said two <laughs> <laughs> on Hiccup's forehead. The ruin of Chief, and yeah. he, you know, dubs him yeah. Chief. Their version of that, and. Toothless, toothless, <laughs> hiccups face. Yeah, as he does it, he's proud. He's feeling all of the emotions and proud, scared, love. You, you know, know, all of it. You know, just grief. He's feeling absolutely. I'm going to cry again. He's feeling <laughs> everything. <laughs> My boy. Okay, if we're going to take Joe away from crying, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Persevere. The Persevere variants in this movie. Oh, I thought Hickstrad. we were going to talk about get him, you son of a <laughs> No, Hickstrad in this movie, okay? Oh, the we, pain kink! We. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he would be remiss as Pokemon. Persevere. Pokemon, wow. Pokemon! As Persevere stands, if we did not pay attention to oh. the variants and talk about, or gush about, <laughs> Hickstrad in gush, this gush, movie. Gush. Okay, yes. I love them so Astrid much. Astrid has given Hiccup a pain kink. Oh. She has been. She, she fucking. She literally trained him in. She nurtured it from day one. She, she punched him. She is that tic- that TikTok trend that's going around at the moment. That's like um, Taylor Swift's mastermind. <laughs> you know, oh, obviously you're not on Taylor Swift TikTok. That's fine. No, I'm not. Um, a it's me. Oh, no, that's anti-hero. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's using that song to be like, I trained you. <laughs> I, I fucking tricked you. <laughs> like, yeah. She was like, I, I trapped you. Yeah, <laughs> you're mine now. <laughs> basically. So oh, he always laughed at her. Oh, yeah. But she specifically trained this pancake into <laughs> She was like, I want to choke you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, Do you, will you treat me nicely afterwards? And she's like, sure. <laughs> but I'm going to choke you first. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna fucking strangle you first. Yeah, no, but they're immaculate in this movie. I've seen oh. so many slow mo shots of the bit 
at the end where he grabs her waist. There are so many slow-mo shots of in the first five minutes where they're sitting down together. She's mocking him for the way that he talks. And just everything about them in this is perfect. And it is actually such a good flow from the first one. Mm -hmm. Like, where where it ends in the first one, it's realistic that this is where they are. Oh, my God. When, at the beginning, when they first, like, have their convo together and he's making the map and it's the two of them. Where have you been, m'lady? Oh, just winning races. Yeah. What else? The end where he gets they the black sheep down. and puts it in her. Oh, it's a cute. No, so he grabs her chin and literally just the way that they animated it, it is the perfect grabs her chin and directs her head and he's not even looking when he does it and his hand placement is beautiful and everybody knows Hand placement is super sexy. Um, hello, Pratt and Prejudice. We've seen it all. We've seen it all. So there's your leg. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Okay. <laughs> so how long have we been talking about this? Like half an hour? It's been like forty minutes. Oh, oh amazing! <laughs> Keep it all in. <laughs> all of me crying. It's deserved. This should oh have been gosh. a separate episode. I could talk about this for hours. This, these like scenes with Persephone hit Persephone. <laughs> They hit harder too after watching Race to the Edge and watching the episode. The development! The episode where she's blind. Oh, the blind! I got it! I'm fucking good! She's blind. It makes up. You know what it makes up for is the first movie, the. Go. Oh fuck <laughs> makes me! Up, makes up for that moment. 100%. Take him down, babe. I'll even let that go. That one's so. That one's cute. The go bit, not so much. But that's cringe, is what that it's is. It's so bad. No, cringe. the cringe. See, so her take him down, babe's cute. But then Valor's go get him. I'm like, we didn't need that. Like the take him down, babe was enough. Anyway. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all I had to say. Oh, I, I have so much to say, but nobody wants to hear that. So I'll just let you hear it when we stop recording. I'm just like looking at how long we've Which been going. What you get? <laughs> Your eyes got so wide. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Okay. Um, ready? Yes. <laughs> we need to move on. Okay. So. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's pretty much the end. Next episode, we're getting into Ship of the Dead. We're reading chapters oh, yeah. one to five. <laughs> I forgot this was the main podcast. We're getting into chapters one to five of the Ship of the Dead. If you What's want to, it? yeah, just to five. Yeah. Oh. If you want to send us an email, then we are damnsnackbarpod at outlook And if you want to find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at damnsnackbarpod. Joe, where is all of our stuff? Guys, it's linked below. Holy moly! Come and follow the Tiggity Talk. We're Katie got damnsnackbarpod. Watch how to train your dragon. Watch how to train your dragon. Swear cow. Just Watch all the shows. They're actually really good. Seriously. Look, okay, I know the shows are, are a commitment. They are funny. They're hilarious. They're <laughs> <That's laughs> really so funny. Good. They're really funny. Like, I know it's a kid's show, but it's fucking funny. Yeah, they're, um, they're good. But if you don't want to dedicate your life to watching, <laughs> it's not your life. But, like, if you don't, if you like the TV shows, it's it a lifelong is, obsession. It is a lifestyle. And once you'll get hooked, <laughs> it's fucking, it's like crack. It's so good. Crack cocaine. It's the crack cocaine. <laughs> It's the good, it's the good kush. Um, but like, if you don't want to watch the TV show, fine. Just watch the movies. I swear to cow. <laughs> Fucking hell. Watch the movies. I'm gonna, I can't preach it enough. <laughs> Just do it! It's my life! Watch the movies! Guys, watch the movies. Okay, awesome. Chapters 1 to 5 next week. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye! Watch the movies. <laughs> 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 <laughs>